you could be angry, but usually you're very... We say when something really sad happens to us, really, really sad, my heart is broken. Do you want me to let you into a little secret, boys and girls? Sometimes I call my wife sweetheart. Now, what do you think that means? It means I don't eat her heart, do I? No, no. It means she's really beautiful to me, okay? So I call her sweetheart. Here's my question to all the adults and to my question to all you children this morning. How would you say would be the best way to describe your heart? Well, hold your thought for a second because what I'm going to do now is I'm going to paint some words on the board that describe the heart. In fact, I'm going to paint four words that talk about the heart. And there are only four kinds of hearts. How do I know this? I'm not a doctor. Well, I know this because I read the Bible, and Jesus talks about these four types of hearts all the time. As I paint up the four types of hearts, I want you to watch and see which heart, if I were to put the stethoscope up, would best match your heart this morning. Yeah, yeah let's go with it. The first heart the Bible talks about is this one here. You know, Jeremiah 17 says that the heart is desperately wicked and evil. Can you imagine that? The heart is desperately wicked and evil, Jeremiah 17 says. So people with an evil heart, I don't know if you've ever met them, but usually people with evil hearts have no time for God. They have time for everything else, but no time for God, and usually they have no time for people either. All their time is consumed with themselves, okay? Their philosophy in life is that we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So they say things like, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Let's live life to the full today. Who needs God? And whenever you come to evil-hearted people, and you mention God or you mention salvation, what you find with these people is usually they get very angry with you, okay? Or else they fall over laughing. Ha, 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 you trust in God? Really? They try to make a joke out of it. Sadly, the Bible says that those kind of people who have evil hearts, their father is not God. Their father is the enemy, Satan. 1 John chapter 5 says that we as Christians, we as believers, we know that we are children of God just like you and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. And so hopefully none of you here this morning would say that you have an evil heart. Now here's the thing about anybody that has an evil heart. Where would you say Christ is in relation to somebody with an... But what if you have an evil heart? 
Well, let me show you where Christ is if you have an evil heart. Sad to say this, if you ever meet anybody with an evil heart, Jesus is outside of their heart. He's far away from them. The next heart the Bible talks about is this one here. insincere somebody S an insincere heart have you ever heard of that kind of a heart insincere heart the reason it's insincere is it changes a lot it's emotions change it's in love with one thing one day and in love with something else the next day, it's here, and it's not there, and it's somewhere else, and it's what we say, it's all over the place. An insincere heart, usually you find, when things are going well in their life, God is never thought about. But when things start to go bad, you usually find these people crying out to God, Oh God, come help me. No time for God normally, but when difficulties come, using God almost like a headache tablet. Taking him out when you need him, but when your headache is gone, completely forgetting that he's there to help you. I hope none of you this morning have hearts that are insincere. Sometimes with people, it's the opposite, isn't it? All their lip services about God. Oh, thank God for the weather. Thank God it's a beautiful day. Thank God for this and that. But when difficulties come, they abandon God. And so they quickly forget about who he is or what he has done for him. Now, where is God in relation to somebody with an insincere heart, would you say? On the edge or outside? is outside someone's heart that is insincere. You know, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8 says, these kind of people with insincere hearts, Jesus said, they draw near to me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips. But wait for this, he says. Their hearts are far from me. So I hope and I pray that none of you kids and none of you adults especially as well have insincere hearts. All talk, but no heart, no belief. You can walk the walk as we say and you can talk the talk, but inside your heart is empty. The next heart I'd like to paint on the board is the one that Jesus referred to most often in the New Testament because this heart is the one he says, most people that you will meet, some will have evil, some will have insincere, but most people you will meet will have this one.
most people you meet today will have deceived hearts. And why do they have deceived hearts? Because usually these kind of people are actually religious people. Sometimes they're very religious and they think that their religion and all their hard work and all their effort is that the thing at the end of their day is going to be the thing that's going to get them into heaven, is going to have their sins forgiven. Now how do we tell if someone has a deceived heart or not? Well, here's the question you can find out. If you go up to somebody who has a deceived heart and is extremely religious, and you ask them this question, if you were to die right now and stand before God, what would you say to him? And more often than not, they will say, oh, uh, 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 I'm not uh, I'm sure, or oh, I tried my best. <laughs> I tried my best. Hopefully, maybe, if God is loving, he might just, I don't know, maybe, where does everybody else go? That's the kind of deceived heart that thinks it knows God, but really doesn't know God at all. Made up of religious people thinking that they can earn their way into eternity. God tells us such people to ask them where they will go, they don't know. You know, Jesus told us how that many, many people would have deceived hearts on the last day when they come to meet. Let's hear it from his own words in Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. Jesus speaking. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, done many wondrous things, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, you who do evil. Where is Christ, would you say, in relation to someone who is so religious but doesn't know him? He is outside, that's exactly it. He's outside the heart that has been deceived into thinking that they can make their own, by their own efforts, can get to heaven. You know, if that was all the news I came with today, that would be pretty depressing news, wouldn't it? There is one more heart Jesus talks about in the Bible, and it's the last heart I paint up here. And actually, this heart, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, that everybody has this heart. Are you ready for this? Every one of us, every child, every adult, everybody you know has the final heart that I'm about to paint up on the board here. God's word says, all have sinned, and all of us fall short. That's everybody. That's the nicest person you know. Everybody has sinned. Everybody has let him down. And the Bible also says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. It's this heart here that you not only have, but it's this heart that recognizes the fact, wakes up, 
oh, idiot me, my heart is full of sin. In fact, I realize my heart is actually evil when it comes down to checking it. When I put the stethoscope up, I can see my heart is actually so insincere sometimes, pretending to love God and then acting in a completely different way when I leave church. Many of us have deceived hearts. We don't trust God in his word that he says he is the finisher and the creator of our, the author and the finisher of our faith. He said it's by grace you are saved, not by works that any one of us should ever go around boasting that we did something to earn our salvation. The heart that recognizes it is full of sin, but not just recognizes it's full of sin, this heart bows down before God. It humbles itself before God. It kneels before the Father, and here's what it does. It says, Father, forgive me of my sinful heart and accept me into your kingdom. And when you do that with your heart and cry out to God and ask him to forgive you for all the evil that's within, where would you say Christ is in relation to that type of heart? He's inside. He's right inside with that kind of heart. And we know that the New Testament says, where your heart is, there your treasure is also. So remember this morning, heart disease... So many of us have evil hearts, don't we, when we tell the truth about it? So many of us are insincere with our hearts. So many of us are being deceived in our hearts. And to sum it all up, we all have sinful hearts. And that's the purpose, that's the crux of my message this morning. Christ Jesus came, he said, to save sinners. And that's you and I. You know what? That's the heart prayer of your Sunday school teachers. That you will come to realize your sin, that you will humble your heart and you will ask God, you will invite him in to your heart to forgive you. And when you do that, guess what he does? When you open your heart and you say, Lord, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. He comes and he gives you a brand new heart. Would you all like a new heart this morning? A brand new heart. My change, my heart has been changed. We say this one, change my heart, oh God. That's what God does. And I was so happy to see you all talking about David there this morning. Because 1 Samuel 16, which you quoted, I've down here, says that man looks at the outward appearance, but where does the Lord look? At the heart. You see, I can come here to you this morning, and I comb my hair, and I know I need a haircut, and I came and I shaved, and I can dress up really nicely, I can talk politely, but it wouldn't matter if I came in with an old pair of pants on and no shoes, and if I hadn't shaved for a month, because where is God looking? He's not looking at my outside appearance, he's looking at my heart. You know something else God said to David one time, when he was about to anoint him as king, just in the scene you painted this morning, you, you, you played this morning, God said, David, you are a man after my own heart. Don't you want God to look down on every one of us and say, there she is, there he is. They are a man or a woman or a child after my own heart. That's our heart's prayer to all of you this morning. And as we close, I mentioned at the outset that so many people die of heart disease. Now, 80% is curable, but 20% isn't. But the disease of sin in your heart 
The Bible says 100% curable. The Bible says that the wages of not repenting of this and not opening your heart and inviting Christ in is eternal separation. But the gift of God, and it's a gift to every one of us, I'm so thankful in my life that I've come to invite Christ in and to forgive my sin. And when I meet him one day, I will bow down and say, thank you for saving my life, for forgiving my sin, for coming into heart, for giving me a new heart, for changing my life and giving me a love and honor for you. Final thought and conclusion, and I'd like us to read that verse that was put up, um, Psalm 51, verse 10 to 17. We'll read it together as I close. But I saw a sign on the back of a truck recently, and I'd like you to leave this thought with you. The sign on the back of the truck on a highway said, Get to know God, get to know Jesus, before you one day will surely meet him. Get to know Jesus before you one day will surely meet him. Let's read this verse out together in conclusion. Kids, you can read it off the screen there. <coughs> Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from my blood and my tongue between your fingers. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, you will not despise. Amen. Sorry.